What's up, everyone? Um, I just I wanted to add this little piece before the show this week, um, before my intro to the show this week. But uh, uh, last week I did the like a quick last minute intro to the Stone Age episode um, with that little Kobe tribute, and I wanted to say something a little more, um, just because I think he meant a lot to a lot of us that grew up in, in Southern California. And, you know, you see, you see the pushback right away of, uh, you know, when people mourn, um, celebrities and people they, they didn't know personally. And people would be like, Oh, why do you care about someone you never met? And it's like, um, my friend Chris Holden said it to me. He's like, you know, Kobe brought everyone together. Like, you know, everyone in Southern California or most, most people that like basketball, they loved him. And, you know, it's like, how else are you going to get all these different types of people like on the same page or something? And, you know, our country right now is so divided and so like polarized politically that I think that we got to appreciate some things that really do bring us together. And, and, uh, you know, Lakers basketball, is something that does bring a lot of people in Southern California together. And that's like, you know, for fucking gangsters, the homies, the fucking surfers to soccer moms, to suburban ass dads, you know, all races, all types of people, um, you know, cared about, uh, Kobe, you know? And so that's why the, the reaction is so visceral and, and some people, they don't understand that, but, um, you know, you, you never fucking met a song, right? And songs mean the world to us. Like, I don't fucking know Freebird. I don't fucking know Don't Fear the Reaper. <laughs> you know? I don't fucking know, like, Filler. I don't know fucking uh, Police Story. I don't know all these fucking songs that we, you know, they're classics that mean so much to us. But the thing that's special about music and you know, and this is a music pod is it brings people together. And it's like, that's why I love, you know, I'm so fortunate. I think to get into punk and hardcore when I did, you know, in the the late nineties and the early two thousands, like I think about going to shows somewhere like the PCH or, you know, the shows we'd have in Oxnard and it's all types of motherfuckers. Like, and you don't think about it. Like, there's no like, oh, this this dude's like some white kid from the burbs and like this some like, you know, an- another type of dude. Like it's just everyone's in this room for the same kind of music. And it's like unifying and it's powerful. And and I think that for people that don't have something like um, hardcore or punk rock that they understand, um, you know, like that camaraderie, something like. Kobe and Lakers basketball, that's that for them. Um, you know, it was that for me. And this is this has been really fucking weird and sad, man. Like I I sad to lose Kobe. It's sad. Um everything about it's sad, you know. And motherfucking naysayers that wanna, you know, ooh, you never fucking knew him. Fuck you. You know? Fuck you. Because, like I said, we don't know these songs. We don't know these bands, you know, that that pump out shit that means so much to us. 
Um, you know, we don't know these fucking movie directors and actors and shit that they're like, but movies and art, it's okay to feel it and to connect to it. That's what makes us human, you know? And so, you know, I, I just want to, I wanted to add that and whatever the fuck ever, you know, we're back to punk rock this week and we're staying that way, but this was fucking big and it was sad. And, uh, that's it. Um, I said my piece now, so rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Um, never gonna be another one like that. And, uh, on with the show. What's up everyone. Uh, this week we got Daniel and Greg back. And, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to do the best first song on any hardcore or punk LP. And this was super fun doing all our lists are like totally different. Um, but it's all, all fun. And, uh, that's that. If you would like to support the podcast, please like, rate, and review the podcast wherever you listen to it. Also, please consider becoming a Patreon at patreon.com slash 185 miles south. Um, kick in a, a little monthly donation. And those are the true American heroes, the people that keep this podcast alive. And, uh, and also, please let me know, who, what are your top ten? Email me, and uh, I'll read it on the air next time around, or uh, Facebook it, or wherever. You know, if you Google 185 Miles South, you can find me. Not hard to find. Um, that's all. Let's go on with the show. Hundred eighty-five miles south, a hardcore punk rock podcast. Keeping it real. Oh, Caberis. In comparison with. <laughs> Dude, that was pretty good, Daniel. Can you do it again? <laughs> after you, after you swallow your soda. <laughs> all right so this we gotta we gotta end up naming this like sub podcast some point did you did you brainstorm that at all 400 miles north <laughs> it's just a full <laughs> tribute show to daniel no we just uh, call it northern towns dude that he, was a great he, band name thank you that was like an underrated ass band name because yeah, underrated ass band <laughs> band wasn't that great but you, the <laughs> Come on. Well, you got that from the um you were obviously a huge Dream Academy That's fan. That's right? like when when it would like people would try and google the band they like it was life in a northern town like Did you ever think about maybe incorporating that ayo mama ma, head of my like and kind of like a more like gruffier oi? I would, <laughs> I would very much like to be able to do it like Dream Academy but I wasn't granted those. That's like their only song, huh? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a banger though. It is, man. <laughs> Have you ever the, played it at FITB? 
that's fucking in the bushes no, that happens every month down at the whistle it's every stop every third friday Diego? every third friday of the month at the whistle stop yeah why have we not been pushing that this whole time i don't know because are people going to come down from oxnard well, no, actually, the listenership is pretty spread out. I know, I'm joking. I'm just, um, but people should come from Oxnard because it's a good time. Yeah, what Daniel's talking about is Daniel DJs every third Friday at the Whistle Stop in. It's just over the line that it's considered South Park. Yeah, it's South Park. Yeah, and uh, it's a Britpop night, mm-hmm. and lots of people come out, and uh, it's a good time. Yeah, ten years, ten years running, over ten years now. So Daniel's doing his fucking thing. You should come out and uh, tip your DJ. Do people tip? Do you have a little uh, tip jar? Sometimes we get really drunk people that are like, play some fucking hip-hop, man, and they'll shove 20 in my hand, and then I'm like, okay, and I'll play a street song or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Greg had a, a a nickname for this pod. What was it? Two baldies and a diva or something? <laughs> something. It was something two, like that. Two baldies and a long hair. <laughs> two baldies and a long hair. I like yeah. it. I like it. I think it should be San Diego specific. But uh or or hardcore general specific. Because that's kind of what we are. Yeah. Um we could be the abstaining vote at the Che Cafe meeting. Oh. That's the name of this podcast. Which you know? if you uh you're not a real San Diego hardcore band if you have not been banned from the Shea or been proposed to be banned from the Shea or had to have that talk or a vote. Or at least a scare. Oh, yeah, a I, scare. Heard, I heard I was getting banned. heard I was getting banned. And then one time we were going to play a show and like they couldn't get a volunteer to show up to lock up, like unlock the doors. Like, show's canceled. Oh, no. Hey, <clears throat> they cannot fucking ban me because me and Randy built those shelves yes. in the corner and tim gave you major props yeah and that was so heartwarming vital, for tim because i was already giving you major props and then to see tim post about it oh god hey, all of tim's posts make me want to just one tear down the face he's I just can, i can vouch for them because we, so we cool. use them they're only about a month old yeah and uh, we used them, and they were great. It was nice to... Yeah. So it only took them about 30-plus years to think about putting a shelf in there, but <laughs> yeah. progress is slow, comrades. So it's an elf on that shelf. So this idea for this pod was originally because um, it was going to come out on January 1st, but we decided that we should do a best of 2019 show because, um, you know, January 1st, 1-1. So uh, we thought we would do... The, te- the 10 best opening tracks on either a punk or hardcore record. And uh, this is fun. Yeah, I, I've, I had a had a really good time, like, racking my brain of, like, oh, you know, what record just... Almost, some of them, you're like, well, after I've listened to that song, I don't need to listen to the rest of the record. Like, there are a few that <clears throat> are that good, and then there are some... That just set off the perfect introduction to what the record is going to be. Yeah. And this was extra fun for me because I love so many uh, genres of punk music that before when we've been doing our countdowns, it's been pretty specific to hardcore. And so I like, I stay that. <laughs> I know. We, <laughs> hardcore and hardcore But I'm always punk. in the trope. I'm always <clears throat> sent to the corner. Yeah. But, but, but no, like. You know, I would have had Bad Religion on the 80s and, and probably the 90s and, yeah. you know, all all sorts of stuff. Um, 
So this was fun. I opened it up a little bit, at least on my list. Nice. So that's that. Should we just jump right in? Yeah, and I did put mine in order. I painstakingly. I put mine in order, too, yeah. for this time, because yeah. you guys love that order and shit. I d- did you put yours in order? Oh, uh, no way. I, I can't fucking put anything in order, man. It's too hard. Well, whatever the way it is hey, now, that's the order. Greg yeah. lives free. That's, uh, <laughs> that's what it's all about. Um. All right, well, I'm, I'm going to do mine as a countdown from 10 to 1, though. Are yeah, you yeah, as well? yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And then just, Greg, YOLO your order. You might be, maybe choose the best out of all that. Save it for last. I mean, I don't have a problem with going 1 through 10. I think I think they kind of get a little, kind of increases. So I'm down to do mine like a 1 through 10. But in really no order, man. Yeah, dude. And no, uh, no clips for the show. I'm not editing that shit. Oh no! You have to yeah, thirty no. fucking yeah. clips. You have to. You it, know how long it, that takes? I, Patreons just chip in a few extra dollars, <laughs> like to make this happen. Because you can't discuss these without having a, a reference, dude. Should we just dun, 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 do dun. that in in well, in pe- mic people, editing now? People have Spotify. Yeah, but no one's gonna you turn off the podcast these. to turn on a record yeah, come on i mean it, if not like 10 seconds or 15 seconds of some of these things yeah because you're not gonna okay pause the pod let me pull up spotify let me play this okay let me go back to the pod but these are the 10 best opening tracks of all time man that's only adding more a couple minutes to the pod of editing the editing is fucking insane it takes me like fucking 10 hours to edit those stupid shows labor of love oh that's true and they're not stupid. And especially funny. with this topic, it's really fun. And I... Uh, Are we... Yeah. <laughs> what if it's the opening track, but it's like a big-ass build-up? Well... Actually, you know what? The one of that... you want? Do you have honorable mentions? No. Oh, Daniel has no honorable mentions. Yeah. Holy shit. Okay. Because I would say that... I mean, I, I did have like six or seven honorable mentions, but I, I got it down to just ten bangers. Okay. No Because what about something like... Like the first uh, Turbo Negro song on uh, on Apocalypse Dudes, it's like such a slow burn, like the way it, it I, fades I, in. I love a song like that. Yeah, but I, how am I going to sample that in the ten seconds? Yeah, that's difficult. But I, pretty much all everyone that I all mine that I picked are like hit. are right around ten or fifteen. That's kind of like how I. If the song starts strong as well, yeah. You're saying okay, okay, all right. Well, Daniel, hit us with number ten. Um, number 10, Unbroken D4. Amazing. We talked about it before. I said it's like one of those songs where your hands just go in the air because like... And they only come down to hit the fucking air toms. Love yeah. it. Love and, it. And it, it really sets the mood for the the way the rest of the record is going to be. But yes. it also, it, it'll stop you in your tracks. Like, if, if that comes on your shuffle and you're, like, cleaning the house or whatever, and you're like, no, no. Yeah, it, this com- needs my attention. It just yeah. drops. It's just, a, just an explosion right there. Love yeah. it. All right, dude. Should we move this fast? Okay. If we're going to go quickly, then... If if we're at 25 minutes... If if we're at 25 minutes and we're down to our top two, then we'll slow it down, huh? (laughs) Um, 
My number 10 is Stalag 13 Conditioned. I just think it sets the the tone for the whole record. You just know what you're in for. You know you're in for something special. Um, the breaks they do on the chorus, the singing, really everything's in. It's like it's Oxnard's take on DC hardcore, but putting their own spin on it. The recording is really good too. The recording is amazing, um, especially compared to a lot of the other bands. Ended up having to go to Mystic and. Mystic has like the bad reverb, and this one has the good reverb. Yeah. Well, um, I know you have another Oxnard band on your list, and this one sounds ten times better recording wise. I will. I will not argue that. Yeah. Um, you, you you are also always <laughs> leaning towards the DC, the DC style. The Stallies are closest. Having a record just start off with bass. Yeah. Yeah. Too. It's always great. Always great. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, we got to save that for the actual clips. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Okay. So here's a perfect example. Where would you clip that song? Right on like. like That's what I think. Roll, 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 roll. Clip. Right yeah. before the vocals clip. Yeah, well, but, no, then you, but then you gotta hear a little bit you, of the fox. But then you, but I know, but then you get no vocals, and then are you cheating him? Because the whole album does start out, ding, 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 ding. You know, I hit maybe like just a, the opening line of the first first verse, and then put a fade. I know nothing. But that's that's why when when I did my intros, I'm and back with like D four to like I'm. Just kind of like these more explosive ones right from the from the mm-hmm. jump, or just like one solo instrument that you know it's all gonna about to hit the fan. Yeah, if you deal. guys want me to do the clips, I want you to send me the ten seconds you want. You know me; I'm gonna push it for fifteen every time. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm down to see the uh, the SD Pod group chat explode and fucking although like you don't participate messages. for <laughs> he looks forward to ignoring that chat not, yeah. not <laughs> even real. it's all like i go to sleep usually around like 10 yeah nice. and, and, and then, then wake i wake up, I wake up and there's like fucking, i'm like good god i don't even i don't even know this we're we branched into just like punk intros too i thought we were still keeping it core so i kind of made my list more core centric, but whatever. That's, That's because fine. you didn't participate to the big argument Zach and yeah, I, I had in the middle just, of the yeah, group just chat. Stayed awake. <laughs> but it's all okay. Bad. So what's your first? In no order, man. Uh, Infest cold inside on no man's slave, which protest type lyrics. <laughs> Kicks off with a, a clip from the first decline where the guy's talking about hardcore punk music, and then just right when it right when it ends, it just you just get blasted immediately yes. with the best opening line with "I feel cold inside and I don't give a shit anymore." I mean, that's just if that doesn't tell you just what the rest of this fucking album is going to be. I mean, that's the first infest shit I heard too. So. And it the, just stuck with me. I was like, "Holy shit!" Can you like remember the first time you heard Infest? It's like the 
the most blistering sound you Dude, could I think, possibly think I think of. I was in, like, in high school for sure. Yeah. I remember, like, in class or something. Yeah. So it showed it to me in their headphones. I was like, dude, it sounds so fucking gnarly. It's so, so gnarly and so catchy, too. Yeah. And just talk about, like, perfect, you know, audio clip. That just is gonna just matches with the music immediately after it. So, yeah. I mean, you don't need to cut that song. It's, no, you don't. It's the, it's, it's the, the the entire song is the clip. Yeah. Daniel, number two or number nine. All right. Um, oh God, because remember, I just added one. Um, fuck it, I'm gonna be a, a cheating dick because I don't want to drop these out, but. American Nightmare, We Are, and No Warning Behind These Walls. Combining tell me two what, of these? Tell me how does this? How do you combine I, the two because of these? I've added one other. Yeah, I'm being. I'm making these joint number the nine. Fucking staple. You're supposed to play them on top of, of the other one. Like uh, no, you got you got your mixer, so you can cross fade across. Um, tell me the albums of these are. American this Nightmares. Is seven inch background music. Oh, the, the first, first song in background music. You know what's the weirdest thing about that record? I love that record. And the first song, I'd take it or leave it. I think it's a little long. Uh, it it comes like at you like a freight train, like, and then just, it goes. And, and then the thing going. that, I, <laughs> then the thing that I like about the no warning one is that. Oh, it's just iconic, riff. you know. Just and it's wait, is that the know, first like, on Ill Blood? Yeah, so, so the you, first on the Seven Inches, the one. No, I, I, I abs- behind the wall behind these walls might be my favorite no warning song, short fuse or that. But I love that you know it's you know when a here I'm gonna do a Zach uh, <laughs> analogy here. I wish you, more people would. You know when you've got a roller coaster and you've gone over the top, but the rest of the train of the roller coaster hasn't come over the thing yet. That's what that riff at the start of behind these walls is like. And then when the the rest of the band kicks in, it's like the the uh, roller coaster's flying down ah, the hill. Then that's a good one. Good metaphor, dude. And you know the best spot to sit on a roller coaster is in the back. Yes, because you, you get, get that whip. Yeah. You get that whip. I like it. Plenty of whipping in that intro. So, moving on from Daniel's cheating. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I'm going bold. Talk is cheap. <laughs> and it's just fucking sick. I mean, pound the shit out of the symbols, right? Da 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 da
Out of all the rev bands, though, I, f- I feel like... Hey, don't put don't put the clip and That was perfect right there. <laughs> well, all right. Save some editing. <laughs> no, you put that, and then right where you ended, you put the 15 seconds that comes next. When you preach, empty <laughs> promises, I want you to keep... So you were saying that that's not as good as other Rev first songs. Yeah, but... It's still great. I think and, that's what makes it so and good. And I think it, I mean, when I think of the layout of that album, I just get so psyched because it's just so core. Just that first song is so ill. Nail and to the like, X comes next. Nail too. to the X. Um, Always Try with the Best Breakdown and uh, My Old Zine out of Oxnard. Three verses before the breakdown. They make you wait for it. <laughs> hey, do you, you, do you agree? With this quote from Vince that bold is the first European straight edge man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah. god. That's hilarious. Um Yeah, maybe starting on track two. Because track one is a fucking groundbreaking <laughs> groundbreaking classic. Bake that ground. Not nah, for real. Like if you were gonna put together like the top fifty hardcore songs of all time. That's not on it. Talk is cheap. It's great, but it's not on the top fifty. Oh, dude, it's on my top 20. Lot of songs, it's on my top 20. Well, you've got all of Age of Quarrel. <laughs> you make a point. You make a point. I just, I think that this song is like... Top 50 from, if there are 50 different bands on it, perhaps. Wow, you're load rating that hard. You're like the... Because Bold was the first, uh, like, straight-edge, hardcore, rev, classic band that was like, okay to shit on. You know? And... And I, I see that you're you're taking the opportunity to do that. So well, I hate very, the seven inch. Daniel. I hate the seven inch, but I do like talk is cheap. It's a fucking banger. Their their intro is not good. Oh, they're a side B intro band. They're the ones yeah. who did it first, Greg. You weren't the first one. <laughs> yeah, Dreams I, crushed. I, I was fucking claiming that for sure. It's like, dude, no one's done. It's just like, dude, let's put the intro in the middle, man. Your side B intro is way better than the bold intro. The mid <laughs> is true. the mid-tro, bro. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Number nine, Greg. Which would be my number two, because there's no order to this shit. Oh, that's right. Which would be TSOL Sounds of Laughter. Love it. On Dance With Me. Do you know what I've always thought of that? Is that it sounds, to me, like the beginning of uh, California Uberalis a little bit, too. Like, same kind of... Fucking with the Dark Chords. But they're the the two bands really fucking with the Dark Chords at that time, right? Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry to cut you off, Greg. No, not at all. I've never thought of that comparison. I I can totally see why why you would think that um 
But talk about just the intro to the song. Definitely, but talk about two different California approaches to yeah. it. You know, um, uh, yeah. But I don't know. Just the way, just those drums kick in, and it's got that like reverb on it, which I think makes it a little bit different than you know the the DK for, for California Uber Alice, and uh, yeah, just like that bass kicks in, and the bass sounds like. They have not changed the fucking strings on that thing at all. It's just so <laughs> muffled. It's just one note. It's just like the bam, 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 bam. It's like very fucking theatrical, you know. And then he come, just kicks in with just those like over the top fucking. Nah, I can hear those down the love. Yeah, this is the best TSOR record, right? Dance with me, yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah. No, it's great. It's definitely great. It just and with that slightly death rock kind of. You know, sure. goth they're, flair with it. They're which, the ones that were obviously listening to Susie and, yeah. and all of these other bands at the same time that they were writing their records, you know? Yeah. And another, to me, just perfect intro that just sets up what th- this entire record is going to sound like. Fuck yeah. All right. Number eight for me Coxbara, where are they now? great record but that is a record when uh we talked on the last podcast about uh like the new downpressor was just all bangers that like when when you have that many good songs sequencing almost doesn't matter the cox bar is the same way i mean yeah that record i still still think shock troops is very front-loaded do you the first six songs are the the real stars of the show could you imagine just like just how how sick it is if you just write a shock troop style record. Like you're just you're no. fucking good, man. Like you're yeah. good. You just you can tour like Forever. every couple times yeah. every year. It's just always gonna be fucking killer. Like what, what do you I, need to do when you just you just nail it like right there. Fuck. What I love about this song lyrically is them calling out all the different punk vocalists and politicians, like you you know, where are you now? Like you said that we'd be, you know, this, it's just self-referential by being so early in punk calling out just the generation before. And I think it's, it's pretty cool, but it's so tuneful. It's the catchiest thing ever. And yeah, it, if you've not checked out, if you've not listened to Cox Park shock troops, like what are you doing? Yeah. Take a pause right now and go do that. Um, it'll catch you immediately. It's definitely not a, a slow burn album. No, it'll no. grab you right away. Um, well, my number eight could be anyone's number one, and that's no effects linoleum. Holy shit. I mean, you're talking about a song that divine, defined like an entire sound, which is like that <clears throat> long held out octave, 
and the fastest to What was the drummer's name? Um, Eric Smelly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say. I don't know his last name. The guitarist and the uh, and the drummer Eric's. are both Eric's because there's Eric Melvin and then Smelly on right. drums. <laughs> right. And uh, and I'm trying to get him on the pod because Smelly. I, yeah, because I'm trying to trace down the origins of the do da la do da la beat. Um, I don't know who the first is to do it. I my guess right now is that it's um RKL on their 1987 record, but I think that they're doing it like they're interspersing it. I would have thought it would be some guy who was surfing while keg standing on the end of his board that like when he crashed into the wave, it went. He's like, "Oh, I've got it, guys!" Oh yeah. man, that's gotta be. <laughs> my Zach guess, is my, pissed off. My, right my now. guess is there's no effects because no effects on Lightway and our bands that were um, influenced immensely by RKL, but Bomber's wild style of playing drums just cannot be replicated. So I'm assuming that they like honed into the little piece that they liked the most and then dialed that all the way up. That but actually- what about Bad Religion? Bad Religion's they doing like wrote. a do that do They're like do that do that do that do that because they're not doing that do that do that do that do that. And their their chord progressions are a little bit quicker. Bad Religion's like a how early is that first lag wagon on Fat Records? I want to say it's like ninety. And has No Effects been playing that kind of beat at that point? Yeah, because No Effects is definitely doing it by S and M Airlines. Yeah, by S and M. Yeah. So they got. I think that they're the first of RKL, isn't? Because okay. that, I feel like that. Because Smelly was playing single kick, right? <laughs> yes, which you have to for that beat. Yeah, to Any, get the really. Yeah. <laughs> but <sighs> but that's like when this comes in is because they're going to Ryan Green, who's basically a heavy yeah. metal producer, and he triggers and the he's drum, triggering the kick drum, yeah. to where it's like that huge sound, and then there's no going back. All the bands get that sound. Um, yeah, but linoleum ridiculous. Well, the way the two guitars uh, scythe across each other in the way the song kind of goes down, and then um, the best part of the song perhaps is where it drops out. That's me. Oh, beside Yeah, in my hand, sporting a pocket full of change. Of course. <laughs> But it and then but it, it, but and then it, it goes layer, back into it. But then it layers back up. Oh yeah, like adds another layer, yep. and then another. Yep, and that's then the, what it, and then we it back strips in. it away and puts it back in. And they keep, they bring it right back to the do da 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 do da da da, and they're yeah. like, you know, you wanted it, and then you gotta wait. <laughs> we few, made you wait. Yeah, they made you wait, and then you wait a few more songs, and they fucking do it again on Lori Myers. Yeah, I'm raking my brain. I'm trying to think of any examples of that beat or anyone doing it. Because you, it dev, it makes sense to have for it to pop out with a more triggered sound to mm-hmm. get, to really get the attack, yeah, right. And you can't really hear that probably in any early eighties no. something because they just didn't have like it's the, like the, the eighty eight and, the and on. yeah, it's not. It's very triggered. I don't think it's really hard to hear the kick drum on Rock and Roll Nightmare, which is the RK album from eighty seven, but I think that's the first time it's around. Um, but who knows? That's why I got to get Smelly on here, dude. He'll know. Yo, Smelly, get on the pod. No, Who I, did the do that? I, I love a, a pod of just figuring out the do that, do that, do that, do that. That's you. just perfect. I'm telling you, it's crucial, dude. I've, uh, I've, 
just because I find something amusing doesn't mean I'm mocking it. I'm like fully about it. No, I know you like when that song drops out. I do. That's a fucking beautiful part. I've been on a mega Blink One Eighty Two like <laughs> uh, wormhole lately. Uh, see, I don't like any of that except for M and M's, and only because I was like on a cinema beer goggles, or I was like on cinema beer tay or cinema <laughs> beer goggles. But well, uh, you really should check it out more. I don't like it. It's too silly. No. Blink? Yeah. Maybe early. You know, they do have some silliness, but they they get deep, man. Okay. Miss you. <laughs> like Where are you? <laughs> Never could do it. Anyway, Craig, you're up. Poison Idea Lifestyles on uh, Canes of Punk. It's one of those uh, intros to a record, just super fucking abrasive. One of the best yells, which is like, yeah! Like just, <laughs> Damn, it's it's just some hits, like, da da da, ba da da. It's just like, hits you with just, just, just that fucking it's fast. Straightforward. That bass creeps in. Well, not straightforward. In. It's very quick. Pigs just hitting open chords, but like, there's a way. Where you're hitting open chords with just such like an attack and aggression and an attitude. You're just hitting an open thing, but it sounds so like visceral. That's like a, th- a 30. If I had to just be like, hey, what is hardcore punk? I have 30 seconds to show you. Like, there you go. Well, it's like their instrumental version of like Ray Cabell being like, we're back. Because it's like it just kicks it off. Coming right? soon to a list near you. Yeah, I just. <laughs> that one, I mean, I remember the first time I heard it too. Just instantly, just get you just get those hits. The speed just kicks in. The beat hits you. Just yeah, kind of layers, 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 and then he hits that yell. And it's just fuck. Yeah, so, when that yell kicks in, and like you're like, "Fuck, Kings of Punk LP." You're listening to it the first time. You're like, "Absolutely, these fools got a point." Like they're making an argument. Do you know one thing about the Kings of Punk cover that's always like made me like nuts is. You know, it's, it's kind of like the Slayer arm, like yeah. razor blade, like thing. But if you, there's the two nipples, one of the nipples has like it's white, and I've always thought it's like, is that dude lactating? <laughs> like, check it out, look it up. I mean, Daniel's a serious. You can't pervert. really be that surprised, you know, if someone in Poison ID was lactating. <laughs> no, they're drinking full handles of Jack Daniels, like, or it's probably just like Coke really. coming out of the nipple. It's. <laughs> He's, filled he's the blood. Point. There is a white, very white nipple. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Do you really want to know, though? <laughs> well, I would like Zach to do a deep dive into the white nipple part. <laughs> Jesus. You know what, though? You know, he said pigs just there ripping open cords. <laughs> and we were just talking about some dude named Smelly. I can, all I'm thinking is like dudes like get into the venue. They're about to, hey man, what's up? My name's Pig. <laughs> Oh, what's up, dude? I'm smelly. <laughs> this is why Daniel fell in love with straight edge hardcore. <laughs> For real. Yeah. Um, where, where people have more respectable names like Ray of Today and Mike Judge. <laughs> yeah, it's just comic book character names. <laughs> no, I just I just, just love the, like it's punk the clean, the clean it's the cleaner version. The cleaner version of the same freaks. 
It's like Archie and Jughead. Uh, my number seven is Filth the List. The, the over my body version at live at the Che. No, not banned. Um, you didn't get one, one, one threat of being banned. I don't think so. I'm a good boy. <laughs> I did a lot for the Che in my time, made all the fucking flyers. There's a lot of free flyers, huh, Nino? Yeah. Um, I would say the list is lyrically fucking unbelievable. The dude's voice sounds like razor blades are literally ripping his vocal cords apart. I love the one kind of janky guitar, like starting it up. Even the way it starts, like they kind of hit the wrong chord for a second and then start. And then. Shout um, out to the true punks. And it was just on. Um, a quick save. The filth, the filth side of the filth blat split on Lookout Records. Uh, 88, 89 and ever since I heard that song I was just like transfixed and then brought into the lyrics and the lyrics are amazing they're about you know people kind of selling out punk and but there'll always be somebody new punk is for the youth essentially is what it's saying it's like the true sound of TJ, Teenage Rebellion and I just think it it's a phenomenal song and I really hope uh you two agree and other people give it a listen. That's a rager. <clears throat> I think that's a great addition, you know. Um I'm going uniform choice, use your head. Again, just like how we were talking about with uh, Poison India, they set, they set like, I don't know, I don't know. They've painted a portrait of what's to come with a single note. And those open chords are just so much of a different vibe (laughs) than Pig's open chords. (laughs) Pig's is like, well, it's a a nice A. (laughs) Pig's not just playing a nice sounding A, right? And then, like, also just, like, the flemminess of the drums coming in. Like, it's like, fuck, this is, like, fast hardcore. Maybe I heard of something like this before, but it's like, what's this drummer going to, like, let loose with? Then it cuts out, it comes in. Fucking magical hardcore song. And Magical hardcore you, record. The, before you <laughs> even hardcore. listen to it for the first time, then you hear his voice come in, and it's so Coming up there. And you're like, what the fuck? And you're... Uh, the very first time you hear something like this, a uniform choice in particular, you're like, do, do I like this? I don't know. And then, yeah, I like this. If you've already <laughs> you heard know? Minor Threat, you like it, right? I don't know. It, it, the falsetto element to it is... Is that been off-putting to any fan of, like, 
hardcore, like straight edge hardcore? I don't, we've talked about... Maybe it's just my own experience with it. When I first heard this, I thought... You like, didn't love it the first time. I didn't know if it was silly or not. Mm. Do you know what I mean? That's. I get that, but... Like I but feel, I love it. I no, love I feel it. like it's it's just raw enough where it's just like a dude going for it, maybe trying to sound a little different, yeah. trying to hit a certain amount of melody to give these songs a little bit more. And it works, like yeah, you say. it works. So I, I mean, I I liked it immediately when I heard it. I mean, but, if you don't think it worked, if if you're like wondering if this is working or not on the verses. When he kicks in on the breakdown, yeah, that's when like that high shit yeah. is like happy There's so many days. Fuck, how do you stop singing yeah. it? I want to fucking tip the table All right the now. Do. I, I feel, feel sorry for you. <laughs> Don't hear a word I said. You gotta use your hands. And he kind of breaks out of, like, he gets pissed there. You yes. Know? Yeah, so, he does. Yeah. Anyway. Really, really, really good song. Really good choice. <coughs> Gregory. Uh, integrity, Den of Iniquity. Misha. Misha. Because it's like sometimes when we were doing like the dude, it's in in the times like of the eighties or something where we kind of agreed on more things, and it's like oh, uniform choice, awesome, and it's like I feel like you you put down like the one card that could top my uniform choice card. Cause yeah, oh, I think it's, it's one of those like yeah, yeah, duh, obviously. Well, it's like, like we all had aces, but you had the ace of spades. Yeah, yeah, and <laughs> just smashed it. Well, cause you know you get you just get the spooky intro. Is this kind of like the first spooky intro thing for a hardcore record? It has to be. It has to for, be for for maybe on the more like moshier side of the spectrum, because. It's like evil. This, yeah, it's not even spooky. This, it's evil. This, yeah, this sounds like what I would hear on you know, like early death metal record around the time period. Well, this is something. like what what they're taking off of, like listening to an Aleister Crowley like spoken word record, and then uh, a Halloween like uh, yeah. samples record. I, you I'm, know? I'm definitely a uh, a oppose on. What's the audio clip of the killer dude talking? I don't know. Some dude. Don't know. Some fucking some is it, dork. Is it Richard Ramirez? <laughs> yeah, some dork. Some will, fucking stroker. Or some Ed Gein some or dork will know who it is. Uh, <laughs> it's obviously going to be a serial killer or some shit. Yeah, it, definitely. But, we should be egging him on. Just yeah, fucking some sound clip of some dork <laughs> running around killing people because he's a fucking dork. <laughs> no, and then I mean, just maybe one of the most insane drops of all time. Yeah, just the vocal yell. Yeah, and then the. <laughs> hey, hey, say what you want about 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 Chubby Fresh, but I mean, dude, that rhythmically, le- like the drums and bass, like that shit 
is locked in, man. He has Crazy. the best, like, thick, laid-back, beefy style yeah. there is. I don't know, like, how loose his, like, hi-hats are. You know, he's just like... But... Maybe we should have done the first ten seconds of any hardcore <laughs> song. That'd be actually that'd be an interesting one because this would take it probably. And I think it's this even with the spooky intro and just the opening yell into the drop. It sets again exactly what you're gonna get out of this album. So. Yeah, definitely no brainer, duh. But you know you got no. That's why we gotta yeah. have it on this because. I didn't have it on mine, dude. Well, and sometimes, like we were saying, the first songs come and they, uh, they, they beat everything that's coming after it. Like, even though I love the rest of the record, I could skip back to this over and over and over again. Even the ten seconds we're talking about, just that. It's so iconic. It's so, so iconic. Yeah, it's just like immediate chaos. Like, yeah. as soon as it Oh, is, yeah. Like, People through windows yeah, and walls like, and all, everything. Even when Tara would do it. it yes. That was very nice. <laughs> very nice. But uh, Descent into Darkness is the greatest integrity, right? No. What is? Abraxas Annihilation, when it goes from the... The pickup from the slow to the dun, fast. Dun, 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 dun. That's the best. No, <laughs> descending into darkness is the best. That long ass now, fucking. We're gonna do a part of the best five seconds of integrity. <laughs> we just do the best five integrity song. <laughs> okay, my number six. We can start with the horns, and then oh, you mean the song from the 185 Mile South Hall of Fame. That's right. Oh. Gorilla Biscuits, New Direction. Sick. What you do you were, mean? You were just talking about on the Cox Bar, like calling out like the generation before. Yeah. And this is a theme that never gets old to me. It's just talking shit on the generation before you that <laughs> dropped out and wasn't fucking real. Yeah. It'll never get old. And the fucked up thing about this song is it got done to them by 10 Yard Fight. Right? Well, the thing about, well, I think the whole generation got. Same, yeah. The next generation. Now it's you who yeah. stands to the side, had enough of your so-called hardcore pride. There's no myths in that one, dude. Yeah. But the um, thing that's interesting is Walter wrote all the lyrics and everything as well. I think that's what I'm led to believe. You know, and uh, coded messages and slowed down songs is like, oh, but I'm also doing quicksand. <laughs> you know, but I. I I digress. I'm just saying this is a an amazing lyrical uh jumping jump off point for the record and also just the be- I, it may be their best song. It may be. <clears throat> I'm not sure cuz I like other ones better, but if we're talking about the song was cooked up in a lab, this might be their best one. Yeah. Um do you like it when it's played three times too fast by Bill to last? In one set, <laughs> three times, 
three times, three times too fast in one set. <laughs> <coughs> you never sound play it. You sound play it more than once in a set. Twice. They they, they definitely played it twice in one set. Skate punks. Yeah. But it's the same thing, the ba- the crowd made them do it. You know, yeah. it wasn't like, oh, we're gonna play this one again. Yeah. Uh, no, it was great. I mean it's classic. Iconic. Definitely like, uh, definitely iconic when they when they played uh the ironic. You know, went to it and was waiting for it, was waiting for it, and then as soon as you hear those horns, you're like, I'm diving. Goosebumps diving immediately, immediately, right? Immediately, yeah. You know? Yeah. That's what we call, uh, like Rob and I and and others say, the hardcore Holy Ghost. It's like I had no intention of going off. At, you know, I just wanted to watch, and then you hear that, and you're like, "I caught the hardcore Holy yeah, Ghost." I'm fucking, I'm I'm there. I'm per- up front. I'm singing along. I'm diving. I'm whatever. You know, precisely. Lewis and I were like, "Hey, let's watch this." <laughs> And then it just goes on. Immediately we hear the horns. Like, we both hit the stage. It's like this venue in North Park for our non-San Diego listeners, which is a more... It's like a church, like a yeah, big more open church. church. And it was it was definitely... I don't know what the crowd was thinking because it was like people up front, a little older people, they just all had their, like, phones out. So just, like, immediately... Let Lewis, me jump on those no, phones. Lewis and I just, like, flip, like, front flipped, like, into, like, all of them and just, like, said... I don't know. Like, and that's me. Like, I don't want to see phones out in the front when the fucking, rows of the when, the, show. when those horns go yeah. off. Because that's like the call, though. Like, you know. Now, if you're from the side of the stage filming it, like, that's funny. whatever. That's but if you're taking up space, that someone should be singing along. Yeah, get out of there, fucking phone. Or it makes an even cooler video when someone lands on you. <laughs> you know. <laughs> All right. Zach. Um, I'm going to ignite Asher Turn. Um, just start with the bass like that. Ding, 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 ding. I love it. This, I mean, Which I think we. Zoli has just left Ignite. Zoli has left. This is actually a pre Zoli song. Um, although Zoli sang it much superior to uh, Joe Nelson, who wrote the lyrics. Um, the lyrics on the song are amazing. Just like I was talking about, I love when hardcore bands write the shit talking song about the previous generation. I love hardcore songs that talk about loving hardcore. Um, and I know I'm unapologetic about it. I think it's fucking rad. We love this thing for a reason, right? I mean, and it's something that is really hard to put words to. Um, so it's nice when someone like can find a nice poetic way to do it. And uh, Asher Turn is like a a perfect like flame still burn song, you know. Yeah. Together we're gonna find a match, you know. Ash return, fucking ill. Um, sets the pace for the whole record that it's gonna be like, you know, ignite. They got compared a lot to being like a more modern, uniform choice, but 
just because of the falsetto initially. The falsetto and Southern and then, California. Well, and and uh, Joe Foster played in Unity, which is like Dubar's other band. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Ignite. They played darker notes, and uh, and that lineup of like the right when they got Zoli, like the lineup on Call of My Brothers and uh, Past Our Means that. It may have been the greatest like live hardcore band I've ever seen, and it was my crossover band, you know, from from like, punk to core. Yeah, and like being fully committed, it's like I can't stand another fucking band with fucking bad, shitty, funny lyrics. Like I want, you know, give me some reality. Give me some fucking reality, dude. Uh, sing me a song about a fucking Antarctic pelican, dude. Like I need that real shit. But uh. Yeah, Ash Return. Everyone check it out. It it sets the tone for the LP <coughs> so well. Because yeah. it, it the thing that the bands in the nineties did very well was a level of moodiness. Which is strange because they rarely opened with it. They yeah. would always open with like the second song straight ahead, which is like just a straightforward banger. And uh you know, they'd hit this like maybe second. It was like, man. I was always hoping, like, for the time where you show up, like, the lights go down and yeah, they play yeah, this. Yeah, exactly. I, I agree. Like, some of those bands that, on the strength of the amount of people coming to see them, could have done that easily. Yeah. Like, let's create the tone with how moody this start of the record song is, you know? Well, they do this one little riff. It's funny, because the last time I saw Night, like, I really love the band still. Um, I like all the newer records and stuff, but like Zoli like shit talked this song like on stage. He's like, he, I saw him telling like the bass player is like, song has sixteen fucking parts and no hook, <laughs> you know. And it's like, oh, like that's the thing the that makes the song so brilliant. <laughs> yeah, because dude, they do like this one riff right before like it goes fast and the singing comes in like the da na na na. Da, na, na, na. They do it slow, which ends up being the verse riff, the fast verse riff. Put my beanie on, dude. Um, and it's like those little things, like that little part where you did this riff a different way only two times. Like that's what makes the song so special, and that really sucks. It like you lost it. That you lost it. That's what made the song special. Because, dude, I have no illusions to what I'm going to see. You know what I mean? I turned 40 next month. I've been in hardcore for a long time. Going to see Ignite in 2019. I'm not expecting them to play Call My Brothers for me. I'm just expecting to... Because I like all the newer stuff, too. I'm expecting to hear that. I'm expecting to hear, like, two or three songs of, you know, my favorites. Like, Embrace and maybe two songs off Call My Brothers. <clears throat> and that's it. But I also don't want to hear, like, a band mocking their own song on stage. Yeah, like, no. you know, like that's kind of a bummer. It's like, maybe that song doesn't mean that much to you anymore. Um, but it's the whole fucking reason I paid at the door. You know what I mean? So that, I mean, it's, it's weird to get like let down in hardcore. Maybe he just, you know, came off a Pennywise run <laughs> and he knows? was just, you know, like, <coughs> Where's the fucking hook on this theme, man? I don't want to play this shit. Well, he, or maybe he had his Phantom of the Opera Misfits mask on. 
<laughs> I don't know. Maybe he, he was thinking about that kid in the wheelchair. Yano, sh- shout out to Yano. <laughs> shout out to Yano. Um, <laughs> any, I don't know. If you don't like the fucking song, leave it off the set list, you know? That's all. Yeah, I mean, they're showing that they probably don't get along that well on stage, and that's a bummer to see. Yeah, and he left the band, and that's a... I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what happens now. But uh, that was my choice. That was my number six. Greg, you're number five. Agnostic Front Eliminator on Cause for Alarm. Oh, that's a terrible picture. <laughs> Delete it forever. It's done. <laughs> Eliminator. Great. Just, First song of the second, Ignacy Front Record. Just a fucking opening dive of a chord. And then it's one of those it's one of those things where you look at the cover art of an album and it's just we're talking one note, just one chord, he hits it and then um just hits the hits the hits it on the bar, just Sustain slides and then just hits you with just that fucking fast riff. Kind of a build. And when it fucking launches, it just goes. So I just think it immediately sets the tone of that album. Just immediately when I look at it, just what year is the cover? Cause that's 86. Yeah. So the thing that bugs me about the Cause for Alarm LP is that it's recorded the same year as Age of Quarrel. And the sounds, like the quality of the recording could not be any different. And listening to the Eliminator, like going into this, I was like, you know, where the drums and bass like come in, I'm like, it should be a... Not that the song isn't great, but to me, I don't know, I just... I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to say. You probably want a little more clarity, but I'll also I would also say like keep in mind there's a lot of soloing going on in that song. Yeah, we'll we'll keep in mind too. We are setting the stage. Yeah, yeah, for the whole record, right? It's like this is almost a completely different band sonically. Keep in mind too that you know recording quality in '86 for I mean, is it Don Fury? No, that's not no. Don Fury. Yeah. Um, Cause it's it's uh it's like half a carnivore on the record pretty much you know so if you listen to the first carnivore record compare the two like sonically and sound uh yeah I don't know but to me I think it it gives it that that perfect mix of like metal and punk you know where I, I don't think I would have wanted it to have this like clear um like really precise like attack to it. Like I kind of still want it a little muddy because it's like, you still want some of that element from like victim and pain in there. So his simplicity is pretty punk. Yeah. You know? Um, and then he learned a couple of new tricks on top of it, but, and then ZZ this, top named an album album eliminator after it. Oh, uh, <laughs> so, now, I think that album is it predates it by two years. Does it? I think so. Legs? That's like eighty four, no? Is it? I don't know. I think it might be Sharp Dress Man, you know. Um 
We could do a whole other pod <laughs> on ZZ Top, yeah, dude. Yeah, a sub fandango. Um, rate the first four massive front records. Rate them one to four. Favorite to least favorite. Daniel, it's coming your way too, bud. We're going. Yeah, ZZ Top's eighty three. Well, what are you after Liberty? Are you, are you counting? Live I'm counting CDs? Victim of Pain. No, no, no CBs. So, so we're straight, going. We're going to one voice. Straight to one voice. Victim in oh. pain number one. Yeah, I mean, v- victim in pain's one for sure. Of course. I got it. Oh man. Justice. One voice number two. Liberty and justice number three. Cause for alarm number four. I have no. I I go two and three flipped. Yeah, victim in pain. Vic, victim in pain's one. One voice is two. Uh, cause for alarms three. And Liberty justice is four. Do you think that's a common consensus? It probably is, right? No, it's probably one, two, four, three. I don't, I don't think one voice is as lauded as you two think, like in in general. It is, it is now amongst my generation. Well, universe, universal truth is not measured in mass yeah. appeal. Daniel. Well, you're just asking yeah, what I think. I don't get that's the like, public thinks. I know a lot of people don't like Cause for Alarm, or it's not like their favorite. I think it's fucking great. It's my least favorite. Really? Yeah. And I don't, I don't, and this is not something that I am stoked on. It's one of those records I've tried to like a lot of times. You like Liberty and Justice more than Cause for Alarm. I do. Huh. And. I don't. I don't know if it's a full Sonic thing, because I do like the songs, like when you see them live, and then also on the live recordings. I like them more than on uh, on the record. So I don't know. Because we got some heavy hitters. We have Public Assistance, Toxic Shock. I know. I know. You just got banned from the chain. Over over my agnostic front preferences, yeah. <laughs> for the Just, <laughs> for, for liking public here, assistance. Here, here, here. <laughs> says I, David Diekman, <laughs> that your agnostic front preferences are shoddy. Is it true that you said public assistance was your favorite song? I uh, I love that he's actually public public, public assistance is on my my least favorite of the four records. So. I should be greeted in the shade. <laughs> right? Yes. So, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, when I get to 100 Patreons, I'll edit stuff like that out. So, round them up, bud. Or just going on the pod. <laughs> is it my turn? It is. Okay. My next song can be summed up in two words. Intro bust. Nothing wrong with that. It Phenomenal, right? And I know that you, on a previous pod, we kind of uh, argued a little bit about you thought it was the intro is a waste of such a good musical song to not have vocals on it. Yeah, but you know what, Daniel? Is I consulted with some good friends, and they uh, they told me the right way. So thanks, guys. <laughs> I think uh, no, you actually you actually uh, 
did convince me, um, not to take anything away from you, but more so Greg mentioning it and then just me like seeing videos I'm doing it live and it just being like, okay. Because sometimes you forget. It's like we grow up on listening to so much classic hardcore, right, that we never have the opportunity to see. And uh, so we don't get to think about it in that light. And a lot of like the bands that we like when we're in our our early, like you know, your twenties, your early twenties, when you're like participating, always moshing, stage diving, etc. Um, you know, you go see it, it. It's one of the same. Like you're sometimes you're listening to the record, so you know the song, so you can go and like participate more. Like for instance, <clears throat> if I was a twenty one, if I was a twenty twenty year old right now. And that restraining order LP came out. That would be like my favorite record, and I would just want to go and fucking go crazy to that band all the time, right? Um, I might not listen to it as much now because I'm 40 and I'm not going to go mosh to them, right? Because I I listen kind of on a different level. Like I'm listening for listening instead of like I'm doing my homework to go f- slam. Well, no. I mean, this song obviously was written to get the party started more than it was. And then it was put on the record to get the record started. But it was obviously written to get the show started. Yeah, more, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Totally. And then, it, and then it's still a good precursor of like, well, here's what you're going to get from this record. And not to mention, I mean... The skit. I, I can never get past the skit. The skit is one of my favorite things great. in hardcore of all time. It's this, just got so much personality in it. You know what I mean? Like, ah, and, I love it. And It's Your Choice is one of my first favorite songs on a hardcore record. Well, that it's your choice, you know? Like, oh. Choose that song. <laughs> love it. I mean, it's the first um, song I've heard. It's like, forget it, raving in the fucking studio. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> raving in the fucking studio. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> He's with the words. Word. <laughs> yo, oh, that makes sense. And then the guy's got the sing song. Yo, forget about that because this. <laughs> oh, I it's love about it. to bust the house oh, down. <laughs> All right, you're up. Oh, shit. That was Warzone intro bust, if, if you didn't know. Yeah. Well, that was a great choice. So I got to drop set it off on you. All right. Yeah. Um, Can you play. Here, I'll do 13 I'll... seconds to 23 seconds of the <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's what I'm gonna choose no I mean for a this song on a record it would have been on my list but I knew it was gonna be on yours so I wanted some diversification I like that you spread it out like that that's cool cause yeah I mean if we were gonna we can't hall of fame everything yeah right? it's stupid to have a hall of fame for this um but yeah, Madball set it off. It can't be left off. So someone's got to put it on. Might as well be the most righteous dude. Yeah. I think I also left another absolute classic off because I knew you were going to have it on. That'd well, that would be interesting to see which one that is. Yeah. Go ahead, Greg. Oh, I'm up. Uh, another no-brainer. Uh, discharge here. Nothing, see, nothing, say, nothing. Kind of just... The opening drums is like an opening march. Mm-hmm. 
goes with the whole theme of just anti-war uh, devastation. So just to hit it off with just the drums, like, like just like an opening march to things that come and just immediately getting blasted with that first note. It just sounds like a nuke going off. Yeah, it didn't just start an album. It started a fucking yeah, genre. A- absolutely. So <laughs> that's why I have to I have to put it on there. I don't even really need to explain it any more than that. It's like the opening march to <laughs> yes. to a, a genre yeah. that's going just to be just those drums you're talking about. That's yeah. the genre, and then there's micro genres within <laughs> that genre. You know. Um, yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the 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 dirt that is in discharge um distortion is palpable <laughs> you know it's yeah it's just this thick layer of just craziness but yeah just just i don't know there's something about like like when you open up a record with just like an one instrument by itself not even yeah. like the band going together like with back to the stalag condition thing with just this is the bass hitting a couple notes if you just have just like a drum part or just like one guitar doing something and it's making that much of an impact. And how much is in the red too? How yeah, much is how much flipping, is everything yeah, like flipping just right there? Put to the top. Yeah, that's why I made mine. All right. Next. Fugazi waiting room. Great. Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not actually I feel like I got Fugazied on my cause for alarm pick from both of you. No. But then I'm like, yeah, of course waiting room duh. True. Go on. Maybe your uh AF pick was just because maybe the stronger I don't, I, maybe it's just not the best representation of AF, even though it is a great opening. I track. think it's a great opening track. But and it's, back it, to the waiting room. Okay, <laughs> back to waiting room. Um, it's I don't know if there's many that we've mentioned that are sonically as iconic. Like you can hear it and you know gets you going. And I love the fake out. You know where yeah. it stops. You know, comes in. It's fantastic. The lyrics and the way his voice cuts across, fantastic. And then, you know, if you've ever watched Instrument, like that one dude freaking out, like freaky dancing to to waiting room. It just now I can't unsee that dude doing that freaky dance when I hear this song. Yeah, well, there's that great live video of them playing. Yeah, and that DC like basement, and the guys like, dude. There's, there's yeah, but can you imagine what that guy would have done if he heard the nolium? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yo, there's there's a fucking comment on that video where someone was just like, "Yo, everyone in this video looks like a uh, like a Vietnam POW, like how skinny they are," <laughs> and just like uh-huh. let out like. This is an example, you know. Yeah. Uh, this is an example of my freedom after being ch- chained to yeah. the walls. For it's years. pretty much like like 
guys, we hate hardcore so much. Like, we could just dance now. <laughs> you know? We don't have to hit each other. We could just dance. <laughs> they were POWs to the mosh. <laughs> they were kept in the CB's, their... CB's just chained to the stage, being Dude, stage-dived f- on repeatedly. Hey, I'm a POW <laughs> of the mosh, MIA, moshing in action, dude. <laughs> Oh my god! I knew it was gonna come back to just a criticism of. Oh. I didn't say a fucking thing, <laughs> so the user head is way better. Um, I'm going side by side backfire. And I, you know, that's not the one that I was referencing when I said, like, an absolute classic. But when you showed me your list earlier, I was, like, embarrassed that it wasn't on mine. But I went all LPs, and this is technically a 7-inch, but I know it is on the Lost and Found, like... Well, it's and also the, on and the, the Rev, Rev repress. The Rev put together. <clears throat> I don't know. I would say that uh, I didn't have anything of going all in with LPs. <clears throat> but no, and, and I would consider uh, you didn't this, have to. I would consider this an LP, just the same way that if someone wanted to consider that chain thing an LP, though one thing that still holds true, yeah, um, which is a a retro comp, like yeah. a retro put it's together like comp, twelve inch you know? of the seven inches plus one yeah. bonus song. Um, also an amazing record that everyone should own. But the way backfire starts and the. Just the even vocals, different. the fucking vocals. It's like so catchy. You have to know the words. Ah, oh, like just that. <laughs> you don't like, know what it's about. Yeah, yeah. He, he's and then those different tempos. Like the when best. a kid's like, "All oh, this hate, what does it fall? It's not something that we can just take no more. A waste of energy, a waste of time. You can't see it because you're too fucking blind." Backtrack, backfire. Damn it! In your face. Let me just say that he. It, to me, he is the best non-Ian Mackay hardcore vocalist of all time. He's awesome. Of all time. Like, both bands he did. Yeah. 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 Um, just the the song structure is is intense. Like, the... That's a lot of tempo changes yeah. and all this crazy shit. Killer opener. It's because awesome. can you Can you imagine, like, if the guitar player brought this to practice and here's the way it's going to go, then this to that, to this, to that. Cause that's it's a, so that, impressive. That's that, a busy drum intro. Cause it's like dun, 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 all on the floor, on the toms, you know? So you're hitting the cymbal each time. Then it drops into that. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. It's speeds yeah. up, jumps in the other more mid tempo, then drops it back down. Yeah. I mean, they definitely, Frankensteined it together, but <laughs> right. you know, it, it yeah. works really well. Yeah. All right, Greg, you're up. Uh, in control, intro for another year.
that's um another one of those I don't know, you hit three chords True. and and that's immediately letting everyone know that uh it's it's uh it's fucking popping off immediately. Yeah, it it's and the it, guitar tone is so grimy. Yeah, just like that one little on one side of the speaker, it's just that feedback, and then you just hit the chords and those opening drum hits. Yeah, that's just, I mean, hats off, my friend. To that, the jockers and the haters. That's <laughs> that, the point where Daniel takes his hat off, for real. Yeah, that, that is, I mean. Appreciate it. I love a good intro. Yeah, that, that one, simple but tasteful. A lot sounds, of sounds like the set it yeah, off intro like, right now. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I, I agree. Sure. <laughs> I agree that the um, hey Claremont don't play fool. Yeah, I agree that um, the one, not the one thing, but the thing that both the In Control LPs both have is just such a strong like. Basically, that was the intro to your set of two different time periods of the band yeah. that were just perfect. And especially when you would play both of them in the set, you know, it would be like set A and set B. Because <laughs> of both those intro that, parts, you know. After True Theories came out, <clears throat> I don't think there would ever be a single time that we wouldn't play both of those in a set. Yeah. But, uh,. Yeah, because they're both bangers, dude. Well, thank you, Greg. Appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, an absolute banger of a fucking intro. Appreciate that. Daniel? All right. We're getting down to it now. We got it, because it's getting late. We're back! Oh. Flame still burns. Iconic. Today. Iconic. So they come off a little breakup, right? That's the whole point. Yeah. And then they come back with arguably, I mean, they've had some great lineups, but arguably their power lineup of Walter, Sammy, Porcel, and Ray. And the, the album sounds amazing. Like the recording is fantastic. Um, and to, just to the statement of purpose of we're back and then the flame still burns, you know, um, it's powerful. It's incredible. I've heard about the recording of the record is that Ray was so full of energy, like he couldn't sing at a stationary mic. So they had to put one of these in his hand to like flip off the walls and while doing the vocals. And I think you can hear it like almost with the amount of energy that's being output on the vocals. Like, it's fucking sick. And this is, you know, when you hear the reference of Youth Crew Hardcore, this is exactly what I think it is. It's not what a lot of people who say they play Youth Crew Hardcore play anything like this. <laughs> but this is what it should be. Yeah, because this is wild. Yeah. This still has, like, when we were trying to figure out, like, why doesn't UC hit... Like so much other stuff hits, 
And we're like, maybe it's too wild. Well, Youth of the Day is yeah. fucking wild. Yeah. You know? Um, it's fast, but it's so in the pocket. Do you know what I mean? It's like got so much aggression, but there's just enough control there that that holds it like together for a tuneful, rememberable, like amazing part. And then just the breaks. What makes Youth Crew so good is like the break starts and stops. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's been so weird getting to see Youth Day and Judge so recently at a place like the Shea where there's like you can't hide you know like it's there um and it's been pretty amazing because i don't know the bands aren't obviously their peaks in fact probably far from it if you wanted to be honest yeah um but holy fuck those songs hold up yeah like when they play some things and it's just like you get this feeling inside you like when you first heard because it. they're your songs now they're they, not they're not just theirs you they know they're are. yours they're as much yours as they are theirs yeah and it, it makes you feel like crazy charged up and shit but yeah. man part of me it makes me feel so jealous of like can you imagine seeing that shit in its prime yeah like and can you imagine writing it <laughs> also well, no that. i mean i've given up i've <laughs> you know i've i've recognized a long time ago that I'm not. I'm not writing. Well, other than that classic, but I've tried my best. Um, <laughs> I'll just settle for seeing it. You know. I mean, just dude, yeah, when you I, hear this fucking storm building up, like it was that amazing. Like the intro for like the storm. But oh yeah, yeah, it's absolutely. Like, it's just like even if you're, well, you know, a couple steps slower than you were before, like. Fuck, it's like some songs just hold up. Well, it's going back to what you said about being jealous of not being able there to see it. But imagine, you know, I constantly just pour over the cover of the way it is, the NYHC uh, comp. Like, what was it like to be at this show? You know, like, or these matinees, or, you know, a matinee that was Warzone, AF, YOT, you know, like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um, Anyway, your pick. That was a great pick, dude. Um, Chromex, intro, we gotta know. The other one I left off that's obviously going to be on mine if we weren't all given different lists, you know? Well, if it's not on your list, you're a goddamn poser. <laughs> um, <clears throat> everyone knows this. Click, click. All you have to click, click, <laughs> and then you know what's coming. Nope. Iconic, iconic, iconic. The, the amount of reverb that are on those two clicks <laughs> is perfect. It was one of those, like... I just don't even need it on my list, you know. True, but and but I love this idea. I love this for no, songs for sure. or people be throwing the phones out the window. <laughs> and but to do an, an intro that's like slower, like that, like just think of the contrast of doing that into weird. We gotta know. It's fucking awesome. I mean, like basically, you know, what's what's recognized is. 
probably the greatest hardcore album of all time. The first song on it is like a mid tempo punk song. That's so fucking sick. Well, you well know? he's also but showing off his drumming chops. The intro. Yeah, the, he's showing yeah, off the, his drumming chops. The intro is like a sabby Black Sabbath kind of vibe, you know. But it makes, but it makes we gotta know sounds like so fast. Exactly. That they didn't have to start it off with well, fucking. They, they're using so much negative space too. They're using so much like open space, like that Mackie is filling with like some, some extreme. Extremely good drumming. Yeah. Because that's what you're doing. I mean, you're air drumming that the oh, entire yeah, time. For real. Yeah, you know. No, it, but but you're right. It sets up for We Gotta Know. For like, it's mid tempo, but when it hits after the intro, for some reason, it sounds so fucking fast, you know? Yeah, so then they have their fast songs still in the pocket. Yeah. And we always talk about, um, moshing, you know, like the heaviest mosh stuff and blah, blah, blah. Sometimes it's just a vibe that is heavier than a heavy mosh bar. Oh, totally. And the vibe of this is so much heavier than almost any mosh bar on the planet. It's the. It's just. Uh, how many people have been fucking knocked through a wall to this? Oh, several. How many people have been knocked through a wall to this? Like. In small town Kansas, from some little band opening, cover it, yeah, exactly. covering it, you yeah. know. And then the rest of their set is just <laughs> crickets chirping. <laughs> Greg, I'm gonna pick in the uh, keeping it in the New York City realm, and this is a total, total Neanderthal. Immediately want to put my head through a wall, I break can, something immediately. I can guess what it's gonna be then. The, March of the SOD. Oh, oh shit. I thought it was going to be uh, probably one that's also on there. So, I mean... It's pretty much this is just Scott Ian writing a hardcore record. This is when we're supposed to argue with Greg that's not punk and hardcore. Yeah. But I don't I don't care because this intro is just like I mean this intro is just pure one hundred percent for the mosh. Like that's sure. that is all it fucking is. Well and he even ripped it kind well, there's an interview where he says I didn't rip it note for note, but heavily inspired from Mr. Freeze with Doctor No. And just how dense the fucking tone is. Shout out, Kyle. Come on the pod. And it's just like, just those opening notes. And then just when the beat kicks in, I mean, it's so knucklehead. And you're, it's just, you're you're fucking immediately like clearing the floor. Like you're hitting shit. What year was this? That's, I think, 86 too. Yeah. 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 So I feel like, Hair farming Pantera <laughs> heard this record after that first Pantera record and then started doing their other stuff because this sounds so much like Vulgar Display Pantera, like taps into this a little bit. Well, you could definitely say when Phil Ensemble joined in Pantera. 
And uh, check, I'll, I'll send you the links to the, the record they did called Power Metal, which is it, it's it's ripping. But he definitely, I mean, yeah, Pantera was just like a heavy metal band. You know, they were just playing. You know, from Texas, and Phil joins it. Who amazing singer? I mean, you can. Dude's probably a piece of trash, you know, <laughs> but, and I, I completely get, you know, why people look at them, why people don't like them or whatever. But at the same time, uh, when he joined the band, he was the dude that, you know, went and was at hardcore shows and saw AF and, and liked the more extreme shit. So he was the one bringing these. So I'm absolutely, I'm sure he showed them like, yo, check out this. But then you could also say too that you know they were heavily and heavily took a sound from this band called Exhorter from New Orleans, which is where uh, Phil is from. But that being said, I mean Pantera is a fucking great band. But it, is is Sod kind of is it supposed to be like a joke band, right? Yeah, I mean I think. He wrote this in between the first two Anthrax records. Um, no, actually, I think like in, around spreading the disease, like they had extra time, and he just went in there, and he was like, "Yo, let me just crank out a bunch of songs, and you know, make this over the top sounding thing." They're self aware of the ridiculousness. Yeah, there's yeah, and that's why like the march of the SOD, like a is, great band we can it, think about, is such a fucking the demo band. You're your dog watcher. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why, like, the March SOD is, like, just such a fucking, like, ridiculous over... I mean, the whole record is over the top. The whole thing is supposed to be, like... I mean, it is just a caricature of just, like, ridiculous, stupid fascist shit. Like, that's... They're making fun of it. So they're making this this over-the-top comic book character persona of this shit. Which is interesting when a band starts out mocking something and then they continue doing it to where they actually start like living the reality of the well what what billy did with mod after sod you know is with with billy because obviously you know scott and uh like and the uh fuck why am i spacing on uh anthrax remember's name fuck i'm an idiot because uh, it's late yeah it's late uh yeah like they no charlie like you know, they didn't go back and do shit with them. They did like a reunion occasionally, but it's not like, I mean, they definitely don't get along with each other, but back to just as far as being the intro to an opening record that sets the tone. And I mean, dude, this fucking influenced like a lot of people to put that like thick mosh, like crunch riff and uh, like predominantly like what would get into heavier hardcore throughout like the late eighties crossover shit and then early 90s and still like influential for heavy hardcore in the 90s as well it's one of the most stupid heaviest intros like ever it it definitely is a knuckle dragger yeah absolutely (laughs) it's immediately like like break things immediately around you with your friends type shit send me the timestamp when you want on this one too it's it's zero 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 (laughs) (laughs) daniel number two all right, my number two, Minor Threat, Betray. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, this might be my favorite Minus Threat song. Mm-hmm. But what an opening song. Like, the way the song kind of does the stoppy start type. Maybe I was. No, I Like, it's. Yeah, that just that little hang up before yeah. going in there. So catchy, so cool. And then the. Then it gets to the end and the I'll see you tomorrow, same channel, same time, same place. Like that uh, long sing along, well, where he is, I mean, he's always been very tuneful with his vocals before then, but when it comes to doing out of step, he goes much more into that realm mm-hmm. and holding out the notes and, and stuff. And it's so catchy. Well, you're, you're also talking about. Kind of like the cause for alarm, you're laying down that like the sound has changed relatively drastically, but it's still awesome. Yeah, right. I mean, it's a drastic change, but still, you know. I mean, it's this is the stuff I like to listen to now more so. And then I just love the very end, over and done, the end. Like, oh God. You wore me out. You broke me down. You totally betrayed me. You like, I'm just, I'm fucking over it. Yeah, it's it. It's so sums up the lyrics with the tone of the delivery so perfectly. It's a transcendent punk song. Yeah, it's a a great song of any genre. And then, of any genre. Yeah, and then Sick of It All used to cover it, and when they would get to that part, like he'd do the. Last chance to dance, everybody, <laughs> and it's fucking cool. Which fucking Ian would be so upset at that. No, if it was dance like Freaky Dancing Man, he'd be like, "Yeah, man." Or last chance to dance, or or, P- or fresh out of POW. Dance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got, you got a mosh call. Last chance to get your money back before you get moshed on. <laughs> Damn. Last chance to off. yell for betray by minus threat so you can get your five dollars back halfway through a Fugazi show. I brought plenty of envelopes tonight. <laughs> <laughs> sir, sir, yes, you in the red shirt. Yeah, you're, sir. Ha- you're having fun. Stop that. Stop that now. Stop that now. You bumped into somebody. You know what? I'm I'm down How for not having fun. <laughs> I'm down for not having fun. Like, yeah. forced not having fun. It's the new hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> Lifeguard core. <laughs> Don't. Do that fun stuff, boy. I'm glad there are things like a tsunami pit. <laughs> like, I'm glad there are these things. Because if, if it wasn't there, we would just have, like, a guy going up to you <laughs> with an envelope. <laughs> telling I you like the leave. yin and the yang. I like yeah. both I like both being able to exist tsunami in this world. Tsunami saved hardcore. I like both things to exist in. <laughs> I love that tsunami. I'm probably like... Yeah, we can't mention the same breath as Minor Threat. Yeah. We made it. Dude, yeah. I love that I get to finally mention maybe my favorite band of all time. All right. I'm going number two, Bad Religion, Modern Man. And when we talk about maybe you could dial it down to the first 15 seconds of the first song of the album, I mean, this is it. They set like the 
the mood of the album just with like a simple little like one note lead or one string lead i should say um it's the first song on probably their best record suffer would be my favorite but uh you can't fuck with like the trilogy of the suffer no control against the grain and then the sound changes the generator but like those songs are so good that they never really like get shit on for that oh generator has some of my favorites like heaven sounds like heaven is falling sure but the sound gets drastic like they the production completely changes yeah that's when oohs and ahs become their main well the oohs and ahs were always there but it's when they go from like that that thinner drivey sound to a heavily produced studio sound um yeah modern man first song on against the grain and Greg Graffin wrote the music and the uh, lyrics. It'd be interesting to know if he also wrote the lead or not, though. Get him on the pod, man. I will one day, hopefully. One day. I got to get everyone. I, I mean, I got to get everyone in California before I branch out to Oregon, and I want to get Jerry A really bad. That'd be sick. So Brett Garowitz would be good, cat. Yeah. Um, I'd have to say. Modern Man lyrics, like, for the time period it came out and looking at what humans were doing to the world at that point and still um, being absolutely critical of what we were doing. Uh, Of course, there were many environmentalists many years before, you know, but I think it's summed up really well lyrically. Um, And I think it actually made a lot of people probably sit back and think, you know, that normally wouldn't have broached this subject at all, you know. So it's good. Good choice. Thank you. Shout out, Don. <laughs> all right, then I take it back. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Greg. Okay, maybe this is the intro that I thought, yes, that you thought I was sure going to say. Is. Would it be Leeway, Rise and Fall? Yep. Yeah, that's one of those. Another one was like, well, duh, of course. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, just if there isn't just like a calm before the ass beating, <laughs> you know, I mean, th- this is definitely it. We just like that. <laughs> and then they're like, and then it's just, then a car comes flying yeah, through the wall. <laughs> no, it's like 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 it's raining and like the car goes by. Like, I love how I love how patient they are before they go like abrasive again. Yeah, because they hit you with those two, and then they're just like, now you gotta wait, motherfucker. And they make you go a little longer. Than it's you think like you're a horror go. movie. You're yeah. walking down the thing, and you, and you thought like, you saw Michael Myers peek out, and then. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, and then it's like dun 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 dun. I mean, and then they make you wait for it even more with the buildup. But the payoff when it kicks, it's just it's everything you thought it would be in better. It's one of those. It's one of those pit pit to survive intros. 
Like if you if you are not if you are not hitting it, you are getting you are getting hitted. Like it is. I mean, I I mean, there's something, and I mean, you did it with with three notes or three chords in yours. There's no comparies. No, no, two. but but what I'm saying is like there's something about being able to take like just three chord, like just three chords yeah, 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 and yeah. just be like bam, bam, blam, Well, they got like the tempo right of like yeah, and and actually a lot of like the uh, the crossover hardcore bands now they do it really well of like doing a slower drum tempo and being really up tempo on the guitar. Yeah, it's all about. It's kind of like it's more like a stomp. Like you're hitting like a stomp and a groove, and more of just like a. But it's like juxtaposed slow, with like yeah, guitar being faster. Exactly. But it's it's just the best payoff ever yeah. because they make you wait how long until you get to that part. Dun, 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 and you're like, damn, fucking, I gotta feel like that's it was worth it. It's 30, like a minute in, but it, it's almost like um, it's the blueprint for. How you match the bam 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 as when you are flying across the the pit like smashing into the, and then the da, 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 da is when yeah. you're waving your arms around like Absolutely. a maniac. Uh, and I mean, just the fucking production on this album, it still sounds sounds modern. Yeah, I don't know how the hell because there's so many. I mean, there's all these other bands, and to think that this record got shelved. That's insane. For like a year or something. I want I I'm trying to remember when it was actually recorded, but it was like shelved for like a year and some change. I think and someone then it was, was actually saying it was 88, 88. Yeah, I think I thought someone was telling me that it could have come out in 86 even. That's yeah, so That's they fucked. I, super fucked. Which probably kind of fucked them in Totally a lot because of ways, you're not you know? on the front end. Cuz no. if you think about it like Animosity's 85 Cause for alarm is 86. 86. I mean, if this doesn't drop till 88, it's like, fuck, you're three years after animosity. Yeah. Like, you're not on the front end of like that crossover stuff at all. But then I also think too, that this leeway and just this record still had way too many elements to it. And it was still just a little bit more complicated than like the actual average like listener or main just general fan would be able to be like, like I think it takes a couple listens to really get into them because then the first time I I think the first leeway track I heard was Enforcer and you know I'm like holy shit it sounds you know like just like Bay Area thrash shit right but then yeah. it hits into that groove then and you're like oh, okay and then you have like. Eddie's voice come in immediately, which then will throw you on a curveball there. And then you got there's so much like groove, flavor type musicianship. So it's it's I don't know. It takes it takes a couple of listens I think, for people to like really appreciate like how fucking great that band was. They didn't make it easier either because they opened it up even more on the second record. You know. Yeah, to to me though, the, the intro is the pinnacle. <laughs> like it, it's my favorite thing by them, and there's no vocals on it. That mosh part on the second record is actually on like a a very mellow sounding song. Like oh, uh, the minions, unexpected. Uh, no, dun, 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 no, not dun, dun, a, dun, dun. no. Uh, stand for yeah, that's the song that you're talking about. The one that sounds like almost like a police song. For yeah, yeah. Dun, 
Dun, dun, dun, dun, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> oh my god, so good. Daniel, number one. All right. Prepare the yelling. My favorite first song on a punk record is Disorder, Joy Division, on Unknown Pleasures. Now, I know in history, this has now been regarded as a post-punk record. But that is due to the production of Martin Hannett. Because they went in recording this as a punk band. And um, it's very much regarded as the post-punk record, but... If I think of a song that like starts off a record that this this song is absolutely incredible to me. Um the lyrics are about him suffering from epilepsy and them not being able to basically find anything to treat it, but him also dealing with um his friends pitying him and him not wanting the pity as well as uh, kind of just trying to rise above whatever his, you know, disease was. And I just think it's the best first track of any record ever. So I wanted to kind of sneak it in as a post-punk punk choice. Cool. <laughs> no, it's uh, that. That's. I mean, fair. great song, dude. That's fair. Again, you trolling? <laughs> I'm not trolling. Punker, hardcore, I'm not trolling. It's cool. I mean, I I could. You know, I mean, that falls into. The... I don't know, dude. Well, what about? I, how about? You know, what's the sick opening track is. <laughs> Here we go. Angel of Death. Angel of Death or Battery. They are sick. Battery, dude. Um, you know, Metallica, they wore punk shirts. They were punk, <laughs> dude. <laughs> they knew Pusshead, dude. The guy from Seven to Death. Mm-hmm. It's like more underground than these, dude. In the Puss Zone. I wouldn't say that's more underground than this. Yeah. All right, well. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not getting pulled into this. I love Joy Division. It's like you try to, like, you choose stuff that you know I like, too. I like Fugazi. Shit. <laughs> yeah, that's that that band with the squiggly lines on the shirt. Right? That's right. Yeah, all right, gotcha. <laughs> You're a fan, though, right? Certain songs. Okay. Really? Yeah. Only certain. Well, I remember. I mean, the first time I heard it, my friend we were actually driving in the Shay. His mom was driving us, and he was playing it. And I was just like, "This is boring." Yeah, you don't have time for everything, dude. You don't have time to listen to everything. Have you gone and back my cat's and tried? Upset. I didn't. Uh, yeah, no, I definitely. Uh, maybe I need to need go back and listen to a couple tracks. I mean, there are certain songs I know from them. I'm like, oh yeah, that one, that one, that one's that one's good. I do like that. Uh, what's the opening cut of the New Order record? Dreams never. Yeah, that thing's fucking dream. 
Dreams Never End. Yeah, because don't people say that's like half Joy Division and half New Order when the when the vocal kicks in or whatever? I yeah, gotta, the, I got to cut this short, guys. This hardcore podcast. Yeah, all right, sorry. All right. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. I yeah, mean, this is that, why I didn't want to get sucked into this. I know. And, and it, it has... <laughs> that, <laughs> no, no, no. Like it, I said, it's the squiggly line thing of the shirt. It, it has nothing... <laughs> Fucking in the bushes, Friday it, night. Totally. Whistle stop. No, totally. And it has nothing to do with us not liking other styles of music. It has to do with a lot of those other styles of music are more popular. They're like, they have fans. This is like as niche as it gets, like talking, you know, what leeway record is better. Like, there's a lot more Joy Division fans out there, and I'm sure there's a few podcasts, you know. It's probably a pod that just dives into that single album. They're not good enough. Well, I believe that. I believe that. Anyway, your choice. Uh, Number one, Ill Repute, Oxnard. That's the one I was talking about an hour and a half ago when we said, uh, I think condition sounds better than this. Yes. But I now, now all I hear yeah. when I hear the intro to this song is, I think the pod is coming on. Well, I <laughs> mean, it's, a, it, yeah. it's definitely got a more intro thing with the... That's, like, that's them. Just this kind of weird, for like, I don't know, early 80s, Hardcore like, punk yeah. band to do they're some kind of loop kind of. They're fucking with like the dark chords, like uh, yeah, like a TSOLE thing. Yeah, it's, that's it's the influence for sure. Cool. Yes, yeah, rad. So that's it. That's the greatest first song of all time. Oh, unless unless you got that trump card. Maybe I do. Maybe empty, like, pro- empty promises. <laughs> You should have saved Misha for last, dude. You would have smushed us all. What do you got? I would say Empty Promises, maybe. Oh. Satisfaction. Just because it's one of those. It sets it up. Just one of those, like, open. I mean, it's just like like Machine Gun. Like. Yeah. They go as fast. Yeah. They kind of, like, show. Here's our arsenal. Like in the first like fifteen seconds. Yeah, it's like just like and like now we get unloaded. Yeah, we show you all our tools. Stops exactly. Like. They almost show you all their tools in the first fifteen seconds, and you're like, "Well, they just show me everything." But you don't get fucking, tired of. Then it. they just beat you with it for fucking thirty <laughs> minutes. You know, it's like, oh, I know he's got nunchucks, but it doesn't help <laughs> if you don't know like nunchuck defense. Yeah, I'm getting hit with you these things for like, the next ah, like thirty ah, minutes. Ah. But uh, yeah, this is fun, huh? Positive, didn't get baited into your bullshit there. What are you talking about? It's not bullshit. It's a Killer hell of song. an opening track. Yep. I agree. My two I I, I had two short honorable mentions. Okay. Would be if we're doing more punk shit, and this is whatever everyone says whatever they want to say about them, they're a boy band, yada yada. But uh the opening for uh Nevermind the Bollocks. 
holidays boy band they're fucking just punk yeah but that's just no but that's like just the typical like you fucking manager and put them together and you fucking sing and the guy like that's just like but whatever like with all that shit you say like the opening where just like the boots like crum 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 well and write a better punk record yeah no like the way he that riff well, is amazing. Oh, yeah, the guy had the shop, and he was like, hey, "This should have been in your top ten. I want to make a should have been your top ten, Daniel. See your gente. And yeah, then, I love it. And then obviously, just you know, first Suey record with the yeah, <laughs> 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 yeah, into there. That was good. <laughs> Oh, you guys like to talk during the outro. We didn't do that last time. I forgot. Not that one. Take them out, Daniel. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, rate, review, and donate to the Patreon. Do do the uh the the, the first uh, yell the, the first yell. <laughs> <laughs>